the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And please be seated. I'm going to talk today about the collect that we have this morning, the short prayer. I had a teacher once who said the collect is kind of like the little dot on the map in the mall here. It gives us an orientation to what the theme of the day is. And we pray in the collect this morning that God would increase in us faith, hope, and charity. These three things are called the theological virtues. Uh, the bonus question for the day is, what are the cardinal virtues? The church took over the cardinal virtues. Habits of the soul, things like fortitude and, uh, and temperance, justice. These, these habits of the soul that lead to the good life the ancient church took over those cardinal virtues and added to them theological virtues. Habits that lead to more than a good life, that lead to spiritual joy, that lead to having the true life of human dignity, the human life that is oriented towards the purpose for which it has been made by God, that is, that we should know God and enjoy Him forever. And what, is, what are the characteristics of that life? The characteristics of that life um, here and now are faith, hope, and love. And as St. Paul says to us, these three, faith, hope, and love, but the most important is love because we walk now by faith and we walk in hope, but someday, uh, we'll walk by sight. Someday the hope of the promises will be fulfilled, but love will go on and on and on. Faith, hope, and love, the theological virtues. The secret to our human dignity and the secret to spiritual joy. Joy comes from fulfilling your purpose as a human being. And uh, what, is, uh, what is this kind of joy? What, is, what are the characteristics of it? faith, hope, and love. Now, this doesn't mean that you won't have any unhappiness in your life, and it doesn't mean that you won't have any suffering in your life, but under it all will be an unconquerable joy, this, this deep spiritual satisfaction of fulfilling your purpose and finding the abundant life that God has created you to receive and that he pours out upon us abundantly in Jesus Christ our Lord. It's, um, we can't today because of the things that we need to do to, to be safe in the pandemic. Um, I can't invite you to look at the great mosaics that are on the floor of the choir, but some other time, take a look at them. They're to remind us as we go up to receive the Holy Communion and as we come back from it, what are the characteristics of the life that we're, is, is God's gift to us in Jesus Christ the Lord that he puts in our hand in the Holy Eucharist? Faith, hope, and love. Now, these things are gifts. Um, we, we can't manufacture them ourselves. They're the gift of God to us. They're part of God's gift to us in our baptism. We can nurture them, we can cultivate them, we can put ourselves in the place where God can, by the work of his Holy Spirit, 
fan up in us faith, hope, and love. Faith is the foundation of the other two. Faith is the foundation of, of hope and of love. I quote again and again this definition of uh, faith from Martin Luther, but I think it's helpful. Martin Luther says a man is drowning. He's been in a shipwreck, and a piece of the wreck floats by him, and he believes it will hold him up. So we have to, faith, first of all, is belief. It's belief in a story and belief in a set of promises. It's the story of Jesus Christ. And we believe that it's the world's true story, that we come from the hands of a loving God, that we've fallen away from Him, and that He comes after us to seek us out and search us out and bring us back to Himself in Jesus Christ the Lord. Well, first we, 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 we believe that, but then we trust in it. And so the man swims over and he puts his whole weight upon it and he finds that it is powerful to save and that it indeed will hold him up. And as we have faith, and as faith grows in us, we perceive more and more what God has done for us in Jesus Christ the Lord, and it gives us hope in the promises of God. So the, the symbol for faith is a cross. You'll see it uh, when you have a chance on the, on the mosaic on the floor there in the choir. Faith, the symbol for faith is the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ, because um, this is This is the thing that we, will, we believe will hold us up, and this is the thing that we put our whole trust in, and it does, proves itself powerful to save. And this creates hope, and the symbol for hope is an anchor. We, uh, our lives are anchored. St. Paul says, if in this life only we should hope, we would be of all people the, to be the most pitied. Uh, we have an anchor in eternity. We don't believe that we're on our own. We believe in a, in a good and a loving God who has a providence for each one of us and a providence for his whole world. And we believe in the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, and that's our, our anchor. We live in a time of great hopelessness. I think one way to diagnose the ills of our time is to diagnose them as the symptoms of hopelessness. Um, we're well into now, we're 70 years into um, relativism and materialism and um, a, kind of, a kind of deep hopelessness that has taken hold, a deep nihilism that has taken hold of the culture of the old Christian homelands. And people flail about. There's a great um, epidemic of addictions in our time and uh, a great epidemic of violence towards each other and violence towards the self. These are symptoms of hopelessness. But we have a hope. We have an anchor. And amidst all the storms, the anchor holds fast. And then the last one, the last symbol, is the symbol of of, of love. Sometimes you hear the, the theological 
virtues described as faith, hope, and charity, and sometimes you hear them described as faith, hope, and love. Charity is the, is the word the King James Bible uses to translate the Greek word here. The Greek word here is agape, this love that God has for us that is given not on the basis of anything that is deserving in the object of love, but just because it is of the nature of the lover to love. It's unmerited love, it's superabundant love, it's love that's given in disproportion to any possible justification or deserving. It's, it's love, uh, the 19th century Congregationalist theologian, um, Bushnell, Horace Bushnell says, it's like a, a Niagara, a, a cataract of love falling down upon us. And this love is perfectly revealed in Jesus Christ the Lord. He is the man of perfect faith. He is the man of perfect hope and trust in the promises of his Father. And he is the, he is the, he is the man, he's the person, he's the human being of perfect love. And there we see his heart the sacred heart of Jesus Christ, on, completely on fire with love for his Father and completely on fire with love for his brothers and sisters. This is his heart. This is his gift to us in our baptism. This is the heart that he calls us to. And as that heart takes form within us, we live lives of faith and hope and, 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 and deepening love. Now, you know, love is a word that uh, it, we get confused about it. Uh, charity, um, I said agape is the Greek word. The, the Latin word that is used to translate uh, um, uh, 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 agape is the word caritas. Ubi caritas deus ebs, right? Wherever God is, there is love. Right? And so this charity is not just, it's just not sentiment. It's not, it's not just warm affection. Love is when you, when, when you bless and do good to someone that you don't feel warm affection for. That's love. Love is they're putting the nails in his hands and he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. That's love. So these are the ingredients in a true human life of true human dignity these are the ingredients in a, in a life of unconquerable joy. How, how do we get these? How do we cultivate them? Well, they're a gift. God wants to give them to us. He is giving them to us right now in and through Jesus Christ our Lord. But here are some practical ways to receive these gifts, to reach out in faith and pull them in and make them your own. One of the great Christian disciplines is counting your blessings. I, I think particularly in our time, it is a great countercultural thing to count your blessings. Um, there, there are many voices that, that say that this is the, the, worst, the worst of times. Right? Um, I have enough to eat. I have a roof over my head. Um, I'm safe, I'm, I'm safe, you know. Compared to most of the people in most of the world and for most of the world's history, I'm incredibly safe. Compared to most of the people in the world for most of the world's history, I'm incredibly wealthy. Beyond, beyond the dreams of medieval kings, 
Um, I have friends. I have family that love me. I'm able to worship in this beautiful church. If you want a real, a real guide to the discipline of counting your blessings, read the great thanksgiving in the Book of Common Prayer. You'll find it in, uh, in the daily offices in morning and evening prayer. We thank God for our creation, for our preservation, but above all, for the redemption of the world in our Lord Jesus Christ. So we count our blessings, and we get a sense of God's abundant goodness, mercy, and blessing towards us, and faith, hope, and love begin to well up uh, within us. The other way to cultivate the life of faith, hope, and love is to immerse yourself in the Scriptures. Absolutely immerse yourself in the Scriptures. It used to, it used to be characteristic of, the, of Western civilization, of, of the sort of culture of Europe and the, and the provinces of Europe, which uh, we are in some ways, that you couldn't, you couldn't go to the right or to the left without running into the Bible in some way. You would run into it in school. You know, if you were um, in, in, the 19th, in the 18th century in this country, if you were learning to read, you'd A, Adam. In Adam's fall, we sinned all. You, know, it was, you, you couldn't get away from it, you know. All the poets would refer to something in the Bible. All the novelists would refer to something in the Bible, right? You know. Herman Melville opens up his great American novel, the great American novel, Call Me Ishmael. Right? The, the Bible is quoted on every turn. Not so much anymore. So we want to immerse ourselves in the Bible. The Bible is, is, the, is, is the record of the mighty saving deeds of God. It, 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 it tells us the pattern of God's dealing with His people. And as we as we are, swim in that, as we immerse ourselves in that, we get to the place where we can recognize, ah, this is what God does. This is what He's doing with me. This is what He's doing in my life. This is what He's doing in our lives. One of the things that, that you can do is um, you can get the Bible, you know, on MP3 or something like that, and you can listen to it as you drive around. I went for a walk yesterday, and uh, I, m I might have been listening to our, to our music director, I don't know, because I got a a recording of psalms being sung at St. Thomas Church some time back. Uh, and I was listening to a, a choir of men and boys singing the Word of God, the psalms. Well, Jesus himself praying, that's what you listen to when you, when you hear the psalms. So we're going to immerse ourselves, absolutely marinate in the Scripture, and faith and hope and love will grow, will take hold of us, and we'll be by God's grace and by the working of His Holy Spirit in our lives, more and more conformed to our Lord Jesus Christ, and more and more growing up into the full stature of Christ, which is God's destiny for us. And then there are, you know, spiritual disciplines like how we organize our finances, and if we make room to support the work of God in our, in our, in our finances. We make, a, we make a pledge, we make a, a tithe of our a tithe of offerings uh, to the church. It's sort of, we, we, we uh, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and we make good our vows to the Most High. And that is a way that faith, hope, and love take hold of us. And we remain faithful to the sacraments of the church. And we look for those good works that God has prepared for us to walk in. 
faith, hope, and love. These, these three things. But the most important is love, because the day will come when we will walk uh, uh, not by faith but by sight. The day will come when we will no longer have to hope that the promises will be fulfilled because they will be fulfilled. But uh, love, love will go on forever and ever and ever. Faith, hope, and love. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.